This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome in. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I am Jay White, and I am here today in studio with Wilts Couture and and uh, through the power of uh, the Internet, we have uh, Jeremy Thompson with us this morning. Uh, and uh, Clean Cut Jones is uh, engineering the show for us in the uh, studios here. <laughs> and uh, this is a radio show. I've forgotten how to do this. We have, it's been... What are these big microphone-looking things? <laughs> right, I mean, what are, what are 10, these things, Jay? It's been 10 weeks since we've had an everyday tech that was live and new, all the way back to last decade. That's a... Fun, but um, bumped right. It's also true, but uh, yeah, we've had uh, several. <laughs> we we could call government interference several times. Also, there was a Thanksgiving week, there was a Christmas week, there was a New Year's week, and so there's lots of things that have uh, gotten in the way. They just wanted us to have an extra long break to uh, recharge the batteries heading into this new decade, 2020. 2020. So uh, let's start with uh, Hello, Wilt. This is Jay White, and welcome to 2020. <laughs> welcome to 2020. How are you, Wilt? I am doing wonderful. It has been, it has definitely been a while. Uh, it was a little hard to find the studio this morning, but I mean, I managed to, uh, you know, I Googled it and found it, and we got on over here. But no, man, I've been doing good. Made it through the holidays. Everybody's... Happy, satisfied, and I'm just kind of glad to get back to normal if there is such a thing. Right, right. That's when you know you're a parent, when you're you're ready to cut the holidays off behind you because yes. now you can get back to normalcy. Jeremy, what's going on with you, man? Well, i uh just sitting here in my home office and uh, trying to set things up here. Um, I have been uh, also well-rested. Um, Really, really excited about this show. We've got uh, some some big news in the world of tech, but honestly, the end of 2019 was pretty quiet for tech. Was it not? Uh, you know, the last couple of times that I've kind of uh, perused the the kind of master set of links that I have saved to kind of see what's been going on and and kind of to try to keep sort of a pulse on the tech world. Man, there's is it's not there's not much there. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, kind of yeah. it kind of has been a a whimper lately. I mean, really, just not a lot of. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit right at the very beginning of January. You know, you had the CES out in uh, in Vegas, but but really, it wasn't as much coming out of that really uh, as what I'm really used to. Jeremy, did you really see anything that really jumped out at you on that one? Uh, 
No. Uh, the only thing that's really jumping out at me right now is uh, actually it was something that was announced yesterday. Uh, the NSA disclosed a huge vulnerability with Windows 10. And when the National Security Agency discloses a huge vulnerability with Windows 10, that's that's a pretty big deal because, you know, they typically keep those things secret so they can use them for spying and whatnot. So uh, everybody make sure you've got your Windows 10 up to date because there is a patch out there for a new vulnerability and it is pretty nasty. That's a big yeah. deal because I know a lot of people, and I may be talking to myself here, kind of do those updates when it's convenient, which is never yeah, well, here, here's the thing. I mean, most people, I, I found that most people with their phone, they basically do the update to get the red dot to go away. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But, you know, the bottom line is they put the updates out there for a reason. Um, now, I would also, you know, I, I, I do generally rec- recommend to folks, maybe don't get it like, you know, the first day or first couple of days because there have been times when an update has made things a little bit worse. Yeah. Um, but you definitely want to stay on that, especially when it comes to, to your Windows desktops and, and things like that. Like, yeah, there's just a lot going on with that. I think we're going to see a lot more on that in the upcoming weeks, though, because if you're still running Windows 7 and in the sound of our voice and hearing our voice, uh, you are no longer supported. Microsoft has pretty much written off Windows 7 at this point. We know there's still plenty of it installed out there. <laughs> that was the last live show we did, actually, yeah. back in October. Yeah, way back uh, when. It was the announcement that uh, Windows was cutting off support for Windows 7 at the turn of the year. So Yeah, I think as of yesterday, How about that, that was yep. it. So so generally, after you see that happen, uh, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of uh, the bad guys and gals out there were holding up their their latest vulnerabilities waiting for that so that it wouldn't be patched. And, well, now they can start releasing them into the wild. So um, especially if you're running Windows 7 or, dare I say, things like XP, um, (laughs) you really, really, really want to be extra cautious out there. All right. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, at at the turn of the year, so we've got about two weeks into the the, the new year, uh, what's been going on at the shop? What have you seen? Is it kind of a is it a slow time of the year, or does it ramp up after Christmas because people have electronics that they're trying to figure out how to get a handle on? It definitely ramps up after Christmas, and just like we were discussing with uh, Windows 10 upgrades, uh, we we have quite a lot of those because um, everybody wanted to wait till after Christmas to uh, to get that upgrade installed. So we've been we've been doing a lot of those for people. All right. Um, I, let's start with this. By the way, we, we want to give out the number. If you have some questions, some problems that you've run into, some questions that you have, some help that you need, uh, the guys are here for you. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Again, that's one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four. Six four. Hey Jay White, I know a lot of times we uh, people are shy to call in, and we've been off the air, so they may not remember how this goes. Right, totally new audience. So we have, so we have a, a question from the uh, from the peanut gallery here. Okay, uh, Roger, Roger um, is here helping out with the phones, volunteering, being a, being a, a solid citizen this morning, and uh, he wanted to know about cleaning up your Mac. Are there any programs uh, that are reliable programs that can uh, clean out your Mac? And I guess, um, you know, without loading it with the bloatware, as we say often with these different programs and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so when it comes to cleaning up your Mac, um, there are some uh, built-in things that you can do as far as changing what actually opens with your computer. Um, if you go into your settings and you go under users, you can look at your login items. You can tweak those uh, to make sure that you're not loading up your RAM with a bunch of stuff that you don't need when your laptop first or when your MacBook first comes on. Um, and you can also use uh, CCleaner. It does work for Mac, uh, and it will go through and clean up all the uh, temporary files and things that generally slow a computer down. Um, in addition to that, you can also just restart your Mac. Uh, a lot of Mac users don't notice that when you hit restart, there is a little bitty checkbox that will say open all the programs. Open the programs I have open again. Basically, just uncheck that box, and you'll get a nice, fresh reboot hmm. without all those programs. So that's definitely... Uh, where we look first when it comes to speeding up a Mac. So you're basically saying turn it off and turn it back on again. That's that's okay. absolutely correct. <laughs> you know, and, and and here's the strange thing: a lot of folks probably hear that just so much from you know us and other computer folks. But y'all, it really does make a difference. You do need to actually turn off your phone and turn it back on again. I mean, every now and then, yeah. just to give things a little bit of a start. It helps. We've kind of gotten to where everything now is kind of an instant on, always on. We always want it, you know, instantly available at our fingertips. But, you know, just like we kind of need a recharge at night, you got to kind of turn off, turn off yourself and get a little rest. Uh, same thing happens with your tech. I mean, they do get, from usage, they get cluttered up throughout the day. So turning it off and turning it back on again really will help. All right. In that vein, let me ask you guys, if you've had a cell phone for a year or two, what is the expected slow down, uh, specifically for the processing of the phone. You know, we, we've talked in the past how, you know, after a while, uh, your battery will act funny and, and do different things and give you weird showings, depending on what you've been doing. And uh, I, I guess, generally speaking, even phones, which kind of seem, I don't know, when, when you're looking at the technology, it it's almost seems like it would be immune to this, but of course it's not. These things slow down over time. But what's the realistic expectation of of what to expect from your phone over a year or two of use. Well, you know, it's like, I mean, my phone, I'm still running the the old school, the iPhone X. So, I mean, what am I, about three <laughs> generations back right now? And quite honestly, I don't have many problems. Um, where a lot of your slowdown is going to come into, it depends on what kind of apps you're running. I mean, I don't run a lot of games. I don't run a lot of resource-intensive things on there because, you know, um, as each new phone comes out, and Jeremy, please correct me if I'm misguided on this though but i mean but it really it seems like new apps are going to come out they're going to give it new features it's going to be you know it's kind of like you know uh new computers you know when when a new operating system comes out or a new hardware version comes out uh games and apps and everything else are going to be changed too so they're just taking a lot more so it's not necessarily your phone is going slower it's just that a lot more is being asked of it um i still know people who are running iphone 7s and they're doing just fine again it depends on what you're doing with it if you're trying to play a lot of games on there, you're probably not going to be satisfied with a three- or four-year-old phone. If you're doing a little bit of web browsing, maybe some social media and checking your email, mm-hmm. you're more than likely okay. Now, is an Android phone more likely to become more cluttered than an iPhone because there's a little bit more openness with what you can do with an Android? Jeremy, what would you say about that? I don't think necessarily that Android is more prone to slow down than iPhone is. Um, I definitely agree with Wiltz. It's all about proper app management. Um, there are some apps that just, I mean, they just don't work very well. Sometimes they leak memory, so that can lead to slowdowns. Other reasons that your phone might be getting slow, especially over time, is that you're running out of storage, and that really will cause a problem. Oh, okay, yeah. So you want to make sure that you're keeping your storage under control. 
uh, backing up your phone, pulling your pictures off because I, I don't know about you guys. I got like five thousand, seven thousand pictures <laughs> on my phone yeah. altogether. So I mean, you know, that adds up a lot if you don't have enough storage space on your phone. If your phone has nowhere to put data, then it will have a very hard time operating. So I always just go in and clear out anything that's eaten up storage. And apps are usually okay, but there are malicious apps out there, apps that were badly written that just don't work very, very well. And of course, there's always uh, apps that are being updated, like Will said, to run on or to, to with more bells and whistles that don't run as well on the older stuff as they do on the newer stuff because the older ones just don't have that processing power. But that that issue is typically mitigated uh, through older versions not being upgraded so like if you're running an older version of android that app will only update to x version then you have to actually update android to get it to go further so usually they don't try to antiquate too much when they do that but uh definitely um apps can get a little ridiculous and um as far as storage goes depending on um how many people you talk to through email or text messages, those things don't eat up a lot of space, but they do take up space. I mean, anything on your phone does. So going through and deleting any unneeded stuff is definitely a, a great place to start with a slow device. Well, you know, one thing you bring up, and I see this a lot with a lot of our work phones, and you mentioned about, you know, messaging and space. A lot of folks on their settings, I've noticed they'll have, uh, if you go into settings, for example, under the iPhone and go down to your messages, They'll have that setting in there that says, keep messages forever. And Never. forever, it really means <laughs> forever. And if you're the kind of person that sends a lot of little uh, you know, pictures back and forth and this, that, and the other, that forever can turn into some pretty significant... Hefty. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, you know, for me, for example, I think I keep mine, you know, keep everything for one year is one of the settings. It's like, and, because here's, here's, you know, the truth. How far are you going to really scroll back on a message? I mean, once I'm having to scroll back past, oh, about a week, uh, I'm pretty much giving up because I'm tired of it waiting for it to load. So, um, you know, so something if you're looking at, you're seeing a whole bunch of space building up, you may have a forever setting in there, and that forever setting can really can really make a hit. And I don't know if does Android so how, do the same how thing. Many, or, how many uh, yes. text messages proper do you keep in, in the app at oh, any one time? Lord. I know that about every six months I'll go back. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not really talking to that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah, way too many because, oh, my gosh, I just I didn't realize I had that many. Jay asked me that. I started scrolling through mine. It's like, uh, I think I'm about to start closing a lot of stuff out because I really don't like that. I'm, I'm one of those guys, if my email inbox on the screen, if I have to actually scroll on the main inbox, which I think is about after about 50, 55 messages, I'm getting really aggravated. I need everything to fit on one screen, so I'm a deleter. It's so funny. My wife... Uh, stays on top of things like that, and I don't. And it's something that, you know, having an uh, an email inbox with a, a number in the thousands by it, maybe several thousand, she she could not move along with her life while that is a thing. <laughs> and, like, with me, that's something that my mind can totally just cut loose and and not even worry about it. Yeah, Probably no, why I, we got there to begin with, and that's just how people work, but... It's funny how different people operate different ways with technology. Let's go to the phones. First call of 2020, one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 First is Melissa in Mobile. Melissa, good morning. Hey. Hey. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. <clears throat> My question is, I've been reading, first of all, talk about keeping old iPhones. I have an SE, which is now about three years old, four years old. 
mm-hmm. and I have no problem with it. I love it. I'm not one of these people that do all those things y'all were just talking about. <laughs> but um, I've been hearing that there, there's some there's some talk about uh, iPhone 9 coming out as an upgrade to the SE, and the SE is smaller phone than the gigantic ones they have out there now. It's basically the five size, mm-hmm. so, and, I, and I'm one of the ones that I, I like a smaller phone. So uh, I'm just wondering if you guys have heard anything, because I heard about that it's possibly coming out this year. Hmm. It's possible, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, there's always iPhone rumors out there, and we always take yep. those with a grain of salt. But this particular one I've been hearing about for a little while now, um, it's not going to be the iPhone 9. Uh, since they're already on the 10 and the 11, they won't they won't go back and confuse people. It's actually at least currently the the developing title is iPhone SE 2, which yeah, should I be coming uh, sometime uh, in this first half of 2020. At least okay. that's the rumor. Have you heard? Uh, like one of the one of the things that's got me interested in it is I would like to get uh, an Apple Watch, and of course this operating system doesn't. Support it to have the what is it, um, ten or no eight or higher to get the Apple Watch um, connectivity that you want to have. So I'm just uh, wondering if you if you've heard anything about the capability of the SE two. Uh, again, we're we're stuck in the rumor mill here, so it mm-hmm. will definitely support Apple Watches. Although I have to ask, um, your current phone is on iOS eight. I think it was um, my, on my phone. No, I'm not. Uh huh. Well, the reason I ask is because your SE should be fully compatible with an Apple Watch. So if well, you were, I think it's, I think it's because I was looking at the later version of the watch. Uh-huh. And I could go back several, a couple iterations versions of the watch and probably get one that's the older version. But yeah, I'm like a Series Three or a Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my husband got a. Uh, is it is the latest one five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and of course now I have, have uh, Apple Watch Envy. So. <laughs> uh, I see. Uh, yes. Well, um, I will say that as far as uh, the Apple Watches go, um, between the Series Three and the Series Five, there aren't that many differences. So, if your phone was a little bit older and you feel like it wouldn't support the newer Apple Watch, which I don't know if it does or not. I have well, to that's, that that's, what, that's what it says on the website for the phone. Okay. That you have so, to have... Uh, I can't remember if it was actually X or if it was at least 8. <clears throat> but I... <clears throat> excuse me. My iOS version is uh, 13.2.2. I haven't gone to the the three, yeah, is it three? Thirteen point three is the latest one. Yes, ma'am. So you're yeah. on the latest version of iOS. I, I'm, right. I'm puzzled as to why uh, the latest Apple Watch wouldn't work with it. But I'm going to look into that a little bit. Yeah, um, it, it was actually on Apple's website when I was looking mm-hmm. at getting one. I went, oh, and I just, I'm, be dang, if I'm going to get one of those gigantic like <laughs> iPhones, I just, I'm not a big person, <laughs> so. I don't want to be carrying on this monster phone, you know. <laughs> That's understandable. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, so up at work, we've still got a few people that uh, are running that, that SE phone as well. Kind of prefer the little bit smaller, fits into a pocket a little bit easier than some of these bigger ones. They don't really – again, it, 
tech is all about what's the right fit for you. It's not one size for everybody. I mean, there's uh, there's differences. All right. Uh, thanks for the call this morning, Melissa. Thanks for starting us off uh, today and for the new year. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. When we come back, we'll get back into your questions and problems and issues with tech or any comments that you have on what you got for Christmas or anything like that. And we'll also have some pretty interesting numbers from TechCrunch about how far in the last year the uh, app stores have taken off and the money that they're generating. Uh, Some pretty interesting stuff. That and more coming up. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Jeremy and Wiltz, I am Jay, and Java is producing engineering this morning. You can call us with your questions, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Before we go back to the phones, guys, app stores saw a record 204 billion app downloads in 2019 alone. 204 billion downloads in app stores in the last year. I think my kids probably contributed to about half of that. <laughs> um, Mine had the other half. Dang, Will, tell how much money you got. <laughs> oh, no, only, only the free stuff. Only the free stuff. Well, actually, I at found least this, initially. I found right? this card that said Jeremy Thompson on it. I don't know where I found it at. It was really cool. Maybe hey, a lot uh, easier. Consumers uh, spend $120 billion in app stores last year. That wow. is insane. I'm in the wrong business. I need to develop an app. Yeah, let's do app development. Wilts. I think we need an everyday tech app. We need to work yeah. on this, Jeremy. Um, yeah, yeah. May you after this? After this, I'll have my people call together. your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your people call my people. My people will get back with your people. Yeah, we got that. Uh, guys, a real quick follow up for <laughs> Melissa's call. Uh, I just didn't think that sounded right about the Series Five not working with the SE since it supports iOS thirteen. Uh, the iPhone five cannot be used with the Series Five Apple Watch, but Melissa. If you want that Series 5 with your SE, you go get it because it will work. It'll work 100%. There you go. So we got uh, clarification on that. Uh, digging a little bit back into this story, uh, growth from 2016 to 2019. So we're talking about the three-year stretch here, um, App Store downloads. The United States uh, only grew by 5%. But how about this? In China, an 80% growth. In, in India a 190% growth. Talk about the market. Now, I guess a lot of people are clamoring for China, and certainly there's a reason to with 80% growth over the last three years. But India, 190% growth? Well, I mean, a lot of merging in those areas, though. I mean, you know, sometimes we... uh 
sometimes we get that that skewed view and think that it's we're only here. We only kind of see like our neighborhood, our state, our you know our country. But yeah, yeah there's a there's a lot of a uh, lot of growth. A lot of people getting more connected. Uh, worldwide, there was forty five percent growth, and some of the other uh, markets that may have made surprising jumps for some folks. Brazil, a forty percent jump. Indonesia, a seventy percent jump. Hmm. Um, Let's see here. Uh, the more mature markets continue to see large number of installs with more than 12.3 billion downloads in the U.S., uh, 2.5 billion downloads in Japan, and 2 billion downloads in South Korea. Uh, so for some very interesting numbers. Mm. Um, as I mentioned, $120 billion spent on apps, a figure that's up uh, a little over two times what it was in 2016. Games continue to account for the majority, 72% of that spending. I don't think, think that's necessarily surprising. Uh, oh, that, yeah. that sounds about right. Right? Yeah. Uh, with all the in-game purchases that you can make and, and how some developers have specifically concentrated on on that market uh, and developing that as a gaming-specific market. You've seen that a lot, especially now we have uh, the subscription services uh, so that's interesting. And mobile gaming in uh, the global consumer spending on games, mobile gaming passed all other gaming combined, home gaming, PC, Mac gaming, and handheld console gaming uh, in the middle of 2016 and has continued to pace itself, pulling away from that. That's, is, is that necessarily surprising to you guys? That mobile gaming is is not has not just passed all other forms of gaming combined in revenue now, but they are pulling away. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. I mean, you know, we're we're long gone from the days of having to sit in the bathroom and read the air freshener can. I mean, now it's all about the, uh, the you know the handheld games. Or I mean, it, well, it's everywhere. You can be at the bus stop and you're playing a game. It's... Speaking of that, over the holidays, I saw where there is at least one company that is investing in installing toilets. In their building, where the seat is at a thirteen percent decline, because of okay. to get people to, to, to it's something about um, so I just slide off of it. Well, <laughs> I, it's so people won't get comfortable, and and evidently they have some sort of information, some sort of intel that of how much they're losing in business with people. Staying in the bathroom and messing on their phones instead of doing work. I don't know any about what that's talking about. I'm going to try to market to the other side, and I'm going to come up with some (laughs) elbow pads. And, you know, you just put those down. You won't get those red marks on your legs. Yeah, those will sell like hotcakes. Right. Yeah, well, somebody's in the business planning on something there anyway. 13% Hmm. decline. So I I I guess you're holding on. I'm gonna fix his ace, like yeah. That, well, once we get Jeremy's arm arm rests, we're gonna be fine then. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, just that's one right. area you don't really want to slide off necessarily. Cup yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just cup holder, please. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Up next is Alan, who is in Brandon. Alan, good morning. Hey Jay, Jeremy, Wilson, Java. Welcome back after two and a half month hiatus. <laughs> we Man, appreciate Alan. it. Thank you. Welcome back, Alan. We have missed you, my friend. Yeah, well, I've been missing the program. Every time I turned the program on, it was, it was some kind of government thing going on about about impeachment or something. Seems like I thought, oh, man, come on, this has got to end sometime. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, w- I wanted to comment. Oh, let me just say, 
if we have, something's wrong with our society if we've got to start building toilets to get people off of the pot to get back to work. I mean, come on. That's what we're that's, that's what we're doing now. That's, but you just put bad. it you just you, you you just totally wrapped that thing up in a nutshell right there. Yeah. But I, I wanted to say I, I'm commenting about Melissa's call. I, I, I'm like Jeremy. I, I, I get so fed up with everybody trying to figure out what's going to happen with the iPhone, the next iPhone, and trying to predict all this stuff. I'm thinking. Don't you guys have better things to do with your time trying to figure – I mean, just enjoy what's out there now instead of trying to waste all your time figuring out what the next one's going to do. But one thing she said that that I've heard is not accurate. I think the form factor or the physical size of the SE2 iPhone is it's going to be more the size of the, the current iPhone 7 and 8, not, not the size of the old SE. But uh, hmm. for whatever that's worth, that, that's – that's what the, the 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 rumor, and I'm hearing from 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 the list that I follow and stuff. So, you know, whether it's right or not, who knows? But uh, but anyway, uh, I just wanted to contribute that. So, uh, it, 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 if you're really bent on having a phone that's tiny and the size of the old iPhone five, I'm I'm not sure you're gonna, you're going to be able to get that. But yeah. anyway, glad y'all are back, and and I'm enjoying the program. So thanks a lot. Well, thank you, and glad you're back too. That's kind of a good way to start our day. We we needed a good Alan call today. We did. Yeah. Alan, you could tell I mean he's he's a trooper, man. That's that's a true uh that's a true fan right there because uh I was talking to Jason, who hosts the Fix It show right before us, which has had mm-hmm. its own share. Not as not quite as many, uh, but uh, has had its own share of uh kind of sitting on the sidelines and watching our government at work or something. And uh <laughs> and he yeah, he was. We were talking about how there can't be any expectation of audience hanging around when you've given them yeah. ten consecutive times to go figure out something else to do Wednesdays at ten. But no, no I mean, be here. There's here. Alan right there, man. We got some people on the line waiting to uh, talk to us, so uh, uh, we'll go right back to it. And Alan, uh, thank you for the call again, sir. Let's go to Jackson, and we have Ken on the line. Ken, good morning. Good morning to you guys. Good morning to you. Go right ahead. I, uh, I'm an old fart and an old vet, <laughs> and I was in my storage room, and I found my laptop, which I thought was stolen or just disappeared. And I've taken it to one or two shops, and they laugh at me because they said, you got the original Windows. No, I, no, business. I think it's business. Anyway, they said, it has, I, it's been missing for 10 years. And I said, okay, update it. They said, it would be cheaper if you just buy a new one. But I have information on it that I need to pull up, uh, phone numbers, and everybody's telling me they can't do it. I, I don't understand why that would be. Um, yeah, if even it's only old 10 computer. years old, I mean, it, it should be able to be adaptable to uh, USB or to be put into a, a drive dock. Uh, to extract your information and put that on a newer machine for you. Is it a 10-year-old laptop, or has it been lost for 10 years? Because you said something about the original Windows on it, right? Yeah, it was in storage. So it, when you say original Windows, are we talking 3.1? Are we talking 95? <laughs> are we talking 1.0? Uh, let me ask you, what happened... Whatever was current ten years ago is on that. Okay, 
Okay, okay, so that would be either XP or an early version of 7. Vista. Okay. That's going to be, yeah. I'm an yeah. old fart, so you, you're talking you're talking boring to me. Yeah, well, but, I mean, uh, I'm trying to figure out why uh, a repair shop would laugh you out the door, because if you have a computer that is adaptable, we, like we can take that old drive and we can hook it up to a computer and we can pull all your information off of it and then put it on a new machine for you. That should be pretty standard operation. Okay, so you're saying buy a new machine. Yeah, get you a new machine and take the old one to a shop and say, look, I got all this old data on this thing I need. Please don't laugh at me. Just move my data over because that's what you nerds are supposed to do when somebody brings you a <laughs> machine. That's good. They shouldn't laugh at you anyway. Well, exactly. I mean, no, I they definitely shouldn't laugh at you. I mean, if you had Windows 95, we could still pull data off a of Windows 95 disk. I mean, it's just... Uh... I mean, that's the nice thing. A lot of the stuff hasn't changed over the years. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, uh, you know, the way we interface with files. I mean, all the way back to the DOS days. I think we can even still do that nowadays. Yeah, even if you had a, a hard drive that was from the early '90s, I have an adapter right now that I could hook it up to and pull your data off if your drive still works. Um, so I don't see any reason mm-hmm. why they wouldn't help you get that data. Now, now your one problem could be is if it was part of an old program. <clears throat> The format that it was in may be a may be a problem. Say like maybe like an old QuickBooks or I don't even know like a Lotus one two. Three. I mean, there's but no. I mean, just general Wicked. files. Yeah, America Online. America Online. Oh boy. <laughs> Can they download onto uh, a memory stick? Absolutely, they oh, should yeah. be able to. Okay. Uh, right now, everybody's just trying to sell me. And I mm-hmm. fill me and laugh at me. So well, angry. I don't. I don't know what the what the holdup is. I have people come in my shop all the time, and they bring me an older computer, and they bring me a new computer, and they say, "I want all my stuff taken from this old one and put on the new one." And we're like, "Sure, no problem." I mean, that's uh, so. That's, I don't understand why they'd be giving you trouble with that. Yeah, that's Nerd Shop One Hundred and One. I mean, I think uh, you know we could even we could even probably walk Jay through that. Oh no! Yeah, I mean that's right. Yeah, we're we're kind of you can walk me through it. it. Anybody can do it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean seriously, that is kind of that's nerd one hundred and one for for doing that because we do that all the time. Old computer to new computer, um, you know. I, I would recommend to keep shopping around for a, a reputable shop, uh, maybe with some older, more experienced technicians that won't laugh when they see older stuff. They'll get kind of excited because it's 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 kind of like digging up fossils. Um, but it's it's cool. Uh, to to get a hold of those things sometimes because it's just it's nice to be able to help somebody convert their data, uh, you know, up convert it so they can still access it. I, I I'm just I'm puzzled as to why they're not helping you. But I would just shop around and find somebody who will. I would just give a call, and let them know what your situation is, and somebody should be able to help you. I would say this too, and I don't want to speak ill of anybody's business, but you might want to find an independent store yes. as opposed to a com- like a commercial chain or a franchise uh yeah, re- some repair little, store a little smaller you know some guy um i mean of course i'll go ahead and throw it on in there if you're anywhere near hattiesburg of course uh, jeremy would be my go-to but someone very much along the lines of those i mean you're going to deal at that point with people who are probably more enthusiastic um have probably come to the... Well, they wouldn't laugh at yeah. you because your business matters. Well, exactly. Yes. You know? And, you know, they've probably been in the business for quite a while in order for them to start 
a business like that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a, a, a really good experience base there. And, and you know, just in general, um, I'm all for supporting small business as well. Absolutely. Now, I, I don't recommend asking them to breathe new life into the old machine. That is that really doesn't happen with computers that old, but they can at least take your data and put it on a new machine for you. Should be. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Ken, thank you for the call. Let's take a quick break here. Mac, hang on. We're going to get to you as soon as we come back from this break. You can call us up with your questions. one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You can call us up with your questions, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Guys, before we head to the phone, real quick question. Um, uh, I saw a tweet here from a person that I follow on Twitter. Uh, it says, turned on laptop today, heard a pop, saw a small fire and smoke. I got to get some work stuff off the hard drive. Is that Turn- a fan issue probably? Well, first off, is you know, more than, as long as it wasn't the smoke coming from that hard drive, it's probably going to be pretty easy to do. And second, just remember, all technology runs on smoke. Once, I, once the I'm smoke comes out, and no run. <laughs> why, but, did it spontaneously combust? I mean, it sounds to me like um, a, a, an adapter with reverse polarity was hooked up to the laptop, and that's what caused it to pop. Or I mean, wire. Reverse, po- reverse polarity just left a bunch of people off at the station right there, buddy. So you got that uh, that little <laughs> barrel that goes into your laptop, and the little metal part on the outside could be positive or negative, and each manufacturer may do it a different way. So if you put the wrong polarity oh, in gotcha. there, yeah, pop, okay. you just shorted it out. Uh, he in a re, in a reply to a tweet that he was sent from this, he says, uh, "Wasn't the battery looked to be in the back around the fan? So could it be a, just a fan shorted or something like yeah, that?" It sounds like a component burnt out. I've never heard of a fan popping. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened, but it sounds to me like a diode or something on the board, uh, uh, or an inverter or something actually uh, huh. sort of died. Uh, but as far as his hard drive goes, uh, it should still be okay um, if it wasn't shorted out, and he should still be able to pull that out and get the data off. Oh, yeah. But again, remember, it all runs on smoke, and you can't put the smoke back in. Well, I mean, you know, not only that, but we've just confused uh, – we, we've tricked rocks into doing math for us. So, I mean, you know, they got to clang together and 
every once in a while they they blow up a little bit. Yep. Poof. Yeah, that's disheartening. I think I remember one time I was dealing with a computer and somebody had it uh, set for 110 volt, but then they plugged it into a 220. Um, that causes a lot of sparks and a whole lot of smoke. So. Um, all right, let's go back to the yeah. phones. One eight seven seven. Sorry, we were getting a phone issue situated here. <laughs> we had something that popped, and there was smoke in my brain. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It was probably my ears had some reverse polarity or something. I'm like kind of noticing there's a little bit of smoke coming out of his ears. You're missing it, Jeremy. <laughs> let's go to uh, Mac and Jackson. Mac, thanks for calling. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> we're doing well. Thanks for hanging on for us there. You're a brave man. Yeah, you said get away from that smoke. <laughs> what, what's going on with you today, Mac? <laughs> Yo, you got me all bamboozled now. Anyway, uh, so I got an older computer here. Uh, it has Windows 7 on it. I want to get the Windows 10, and I just need to know the best way to get it. Do I get it downloaded, say, from Microsoft? Do I go to a uh, Walmart, Best Buy somewhere, or do I go to a computer store and get it? And then my other question is, uh, do you still recommend malware bytes? I think Jeremy said that one time before, as is uh, virus protection. Um, all right. So first off, um, as far as upgrading to 10 goes, you can get that directly from Microsoft if you have a USB drive. You can uh, yeah. download the uh, Windows 10 update utility uh, directly from them, and it'll it'll put everything you need on a flash drive. And then if you're doing an actual upgrade, you're going to – Make sure uh, that the disk is inserted while you've got your current operating system booted up. It does still boot, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I use it okay. every day. I, I just, you know, I was getting that message about we're going to yeah. start supporting 7 on January the 14th. So I was just like, well, I need to go on and get the 10. Okay. So um, I do recommend a data backup just because sometimes things do go wrong. So back up any important data that you have and then take that flash drive and uh, access it through Windows. And there will be a, uh, a utility that you'll run. You'll tell it that you want to upgrade and then it will reboot your computer and it will begin the upgrade process. It's going to take probably uh, an hour or two to fully complete. But once it's done, you should be on Windows 10 and it will take your old Windows 7 license and validate you for uh, version 10. Okay. And as far as malware bytes goes, yes, I still recommend it 100%. I'm still uh, going back through older clients' computers that we had a VAST installed on and removing it because I still get complaints. It's still slowing people's computers down, and it still made me really unhappy. Yeah, they tried to add a little – what happens with a lot of the, the uh, free stuff is they try to add too many bells and whistles so they can maybe get you to buy it as well. And I think a VAST got hit pretty heavy with that. After Avast bought AVG, it went way downhill. AVG was like, "Hey, you want to slam all your all your people with ads? We've got the we've got the whole model to do that. Just buy us, and we'll just help you do it. We'll just we'll just make everybody really really angry." Which created the thing a that different kind of smoke. Is even after you purchase it, it's still popping up and trying to get you to add stuff on. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wait a minute! They've paid for it, and it still won't go away." That's that's bloatware right there. Okay, so real quick, uh, if I mm -hmm. this is like I said, a, a HP Pavilion DZ7. I don't mm -hmm. have, I don't think I have that disc anymore. That was originally my my, my, oh, you don't, my universe. You don't need that. Gave it to me. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I want. Yeah, to have. Every, I everything need you need will come from Microsoft's website. It's just a utility that you download, 
and uh, once you once you load it onto that flat onto that flash drive, you just run that flash drive in Windows and, and start the upgrade process. But you don't need any disks or anything extra. You just need a flash drive to copy the Windows 10 upgrade onto. Gotcha. Appreciate. <laughs> Absolutely. Mac, we appreciate the call this morning, and uh, and uh, thanks for uh, being amused by whatever I'm trying to do here. Uh, we're still not sure what he's doing here. <laughs> right. We're new at this. It's, um, it's totally... the Create Windows 10 Installation Media. If you if you Google that, it will come up with exactly what you need. There you go. All right, let's go next to Wilma, who is in Memphis. Wilma, good morning. Good morning. How are I've you? Got dumb, I've got a dumb question. No, there are no dumb Ooh. questions. Yes, there are. <laughs> How do I know what windows I have on my desktop? Okay. That's not a dumb question at all. So um, if you'll sit down in front of your computer, uh, you'll look uh-huh. at your keyboard. Down on the bottom row, there's a key that looks like a Windows logo. Hold that key and press the R key. All right. Press the Windows key and R. Uh-huh. That's going to bring up the run command, and then all you got to do is type win, W-I-N-V-E-R, and then it will pop up with a window okay. that tells okay. you exactly what version of Windows you're running. And Slow what down. build version it is as well. Slow down. Type what now? W I N, win like Windows, V E R okay. for version. V V E R. V as in Victor. V E R. V E R. Okay. And then hit enter, and it will come up, and it'll okay. tell you exactly what you're running. Windows 10. You're good. There you go. Okay. Now, you were talking earlier about a patch or something to fix something. How do you go about Uh, doing So Windows 10 will uh, let you know automatically once that is available for you. If you look down there, um, once you click on the Start menu, if you look down where the power icon is, there will be a little orange dot on it. That indicates that there is an update for you available that needs to be installed. But Windows will generally do it unless you turn it off especially with Windows 10, it's going to automatically do that for you. Oh, okay. So it shouldn't be, it's not something that you have to necessarily go in there and manually do. It's going to do it automatically unless you've told it otherwise. So if you've not told it otherwise, you should be pretty good to go. Okay, so I can stop worrying about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Wilma, we appreciate the call. Thanks for calling, and uh, you can call us. Actually, no, our phone lines are off because we got... Uh, some more callers here. Okay. I hit the wrong button. And um, let's go next to Earl, who is in Corinth. Earl, thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Good. Thanks Happy for calling. Happy New Year to you guys. You as well. I'm one of those old geezers that still has Windows 7 on his computer. <laughs> Great operating system. It really it, is. It's been fine for me because right after I bought it in 2010, they immediately wanted me to upgrade it to Windows 10, and I decided not to. And last night I got this nice message that says, as of 12 a.m. tonight, you will no longer have Windows 7 updates. Now, I assume from everything I've heard that the Windows 7, as it sits presently, will continue to work. And I just noticed when I turned it on that they added three more updates before they quit using it last night. Uh, the yes. question I have is, is I understand they won't be putting any patches and things in to fix problems, but as long as Windows 7 has been around, there couldn't be too many out there unless some new hacker comes in and does something. 
Well, um, the bigger issue is that when a vulnerability is discovered in an older operating system, uh, the fact that it's unpatched can be a problem globally. So, for example, it's not such a big deal that your Windows 7 computer isn't running Windows 10 uh, as far as security for the nation goes. But think about the fact that uh, your ATMs, some of those still run on Windows XP or uh, Windows 7, and those things can be problematic. That's that's where the real upgrades need to come in. It's not so important on, on your machine unless hackers were targeting you and they were trying to get your information, in which case they, they're, they're going to get you. Um, it's it's more of a, a bigger deal globally because if a uh, if a vulnerability is discovered in Windows 7 um, and say it's a, a worm, which is a, a virus that crawls from machine to machine, um, it will be more difficult to to quarantine it because there are so many unpatched machines out there where it can still run amok. So it's not as big of a deal for you, but you, you still want to consider it sometime in the future because if there is some big vulnerability out there, it will just wipe your machine out. It will, you know, there will be no virus protection that can keep your machine safe because the operating system is unpatched. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And along those lines, my next question is going to be about my Norton 360 virus protection. Assuming that mm -hmm. that's all still going to be in there, I should I should have plenty of virus protection because I also have malware bytes, the free version on there, which between the two of them, they pretty much catch anything that, that tries to get in presently. Now, the free version of Malwarebytes doesn't run automatically. It doesn't do active protection. So you have to run that one manually. But as long as you're running that and you're checking your system, you should be fine. Um, I have to use the word should because there's always a possibility that something could happen. But, you know, Earl, there are still people out there using Windows XP that don't do a whole lot with their machines. And they're, I wouldn't say perfectly safe, but they're relatively safe. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Keep your virus protection up to date, and that should help you for the most part. Now, eventually that virus protection will stop supporting the operating system, too, because, I mean, if you think about it from the company's standpoint, if Microsoft, if the manufacturer of the operating system of Windows is not supporting it, why would the third party, the malware bytes, the Norton, the, uh, you know, those guys in the world, they're going to stop supporting those operating systems, too, because it just doesn't make fiscal sense for them at some point. Um, right. So that's so something else to keep an eye on. All right, Earl, so you won't, you won't be able to download your updates for your virus protection after a certain time, but you'll still get the virus definitions, which is how it keeps you protected. So while the program won't be updated, it will still have some relative form of protection through updating those databases, which it will continue to do. All right, let's. Uh, we got about a little. We got about ninety seconds left, and we've got Bert and Louisville on the line. Bert, finish this out for us. Hey, wrap it up real quick. Uh, I think it's self-diagnosed, but uh, possibly with my 15,000 photos on <laughs> is the reason I have a problem on my phone. Mm -hmm. What would, would that cause uh, the voice translation, you know, pushing the button uh, to dictate? Would that cause that not to work? Um, I guess if, if your storage was full, yes. But is your storage like 100% maxed out? How, how much, how much oh, space oh. do you have left? Probably half of it. Okay, if you've mm. got half your space, then you've got some other issue. I would look to maybe see if there's an update for that, uh, for that app, 
or uh, possibly a, uh, a reset on your phone. Perhaps something has, uh, a module has failed. But you want to, if I were you, I would get, uh, you know, Google or somebody that uh, can back up your photos, the apps that, that can back up your photos and uh, do a bunch of it for free, basically. Uh, it's a way to do that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for calling in, and, and uh, thanks for being a part. It was good to be back. Had to learn this whole thing over again. We're glad you remember the phone number. Hey. Oh, I had to, had to have a sheet of paper. Thanks to Java <laughs> for engineering. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 for more Everyday Tech here on Think Radio.